It's that time again. You've now entered the No Sales Zone. No Sales Zone. With Chris Fratz, the plumbing sales coach. Peels back the curtain of what sales really is. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. And get ready to learn how to increase ticket average by providing better service. And now. Now. Are you ready? Your host. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please welcome CF, the plumbing sales coach. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is the Fresh Sales Approach, and I am CF, the plumbing sales coach. And today we're going to talk about how to be scalable in the service world. This is an important topic because a lot of you want to get out of the truck. If you're a business owner and you're out there running a crew and you've got guys working for you, you dream of the day where you can get out of the truck. You dream of the day where your business can grow on its own, where you don't have to do every single little thing, even being in your truck, if you're still in the truck, or if you work for a company and you're a service technician, you want to have this thing that I'm going to talk about in place for you so that you can perform at your best, so you can do your best. Let me know where you're watching from. We tried it We tried it a little different today. Uh, I don't know if you guys, hopefully you guys can hear me. Uh, tried it a little bit different today with our um, the way that we announced the show. And so for that, I think I'm going to take, we're going to take a little bit of a hit in viewers uh, because we kind of, uh, let's see here, let me get rid of this tab, having some technical, technical difficulties. I'm actually doing the show myself today, uh, running the show myself today. My producer's getting ready. He's going to the Philippines for a missions trip. He's a pastor as well. And Guy's an awesome dude. He's getting ready to go to the Philippines. So he's spending some time with his family today. I said, I got the show. I can do it. I can I can handle it all by myself. And of course, I failed. I'd done so many things different. My boy, Dan Ramirez in the house. What's up? One of the few viewers on here right now live. Yes, want to get out of the truck next spring, he says. Dan, you're going to need to know some of this stuff. And for those that watch the show later, you're going to need to know some of this stuff. It's so important. We'll give some time for people to jump on if you're watching the show for the first time and you're catching this on a replay, make sure that you type in the word service, S-E-R-V-I-C-E, service into the comments uh, right now. My man, Patrick George Basenga. It's my first time I ever saying it right. For those that watch the show, while well, you guys know, I always say Patrick Jorge, but it's actually Patrick George. I've been saying it wrong. Uh, Tom, we're going to talk soon, promise. Uh, uh, we will talk soon, pretty much here right after the show probably within 15 to 30 minutes after the show. So look, guys, I didn't broadcast the show out, didn't send out the normal alerts. So a lot of you were wondering, when's the show going live? It's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can count on this show being right here live for you to watch, or you can always catch it on the replay. You can catch it like the other thousands of people on the um, on the podcast, and you can go to any podcast if, if it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, anchor doesn't matter. I'm on all the popular ones. You can go in there and just type in the plumbing sales guy or the plumbing sales coach, and it will populate and you can watch the podcast or listen. I should say to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. I love you. I love all that you guys bring to the table, all the support you give me. I really appreciate all the feedback I get from you guys. I love the audience we have there. And I love you that watch the show live. He says, you got it. I finally got it. Right. I finally got it right. Yeah. My, uh, the producer of this show is going to the Philippines here soon, uh, for a week and a half. He's with Randall Gilmore who watches the show regularly. You guys know him. He's my pastor. I went 
and watched and watched him perform a wedding for his son a couple weeks ago. And you guys got a chance to be a slight part of that because I told you guys what I was doing. So you guys got to be a slight part of that. And so uh, you guys may have heard his name. They're all meeting up in the Philippines. So today we're talking about how to be scalable in a service world. What do we got to do to be scalable in a service world? And as you guys know, some of you guys watched The Million Dollar Plumber, Richard Bainey and the lovely Laura. They talk about this kind of stuff all the time, processes, systems. Now, I want to talk about it from a sales standpoint. Yesterday, I talked about mindset and how important mindset was to your ability. In fact, I talked about how your attitude can affect everything. And I can tell you right now, walking into stressful environments prepared is a lot less stressful than stressful environments when you're unprepared. Now, I know that it's still a stressful environment. I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is something about the way that I'm prepared for that moment. And I remember Les Brown, who's a famous motivational speaker, said one time, it is better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. And I've heard that. I heard that. I think the first time I heard that, I was probably like 17 or 18 years old. Or no, I was, I was actually later in life. My friend Chris Casper uh, from the military turned me on to Les Brown. And I heard that a little bit later in life, but it was still a long time ago. And I remember hearing that thinking to myself, wow, how true is that? How true is that, especially in sales? It's true in life, but it's really true in sales. We talk about product knowledge and we talk about all these different things, being prepared, going to the home, having on our uniforms. But do we ever talk about the systems and the processes that need to be in place in order for us to do that? Do we ever take the time to really consider how important that is? If mindset's so important, if mindset really matters, if attitude really matters, then wouldn't it be true that the better that we can free our technician or the technician yourself, the more you can be freed up from having to think through the nonsensical things, think through the mundane, the, the ritualistic, the, the daily routine task. If you don't have to think about them so much, you're always constantly trying to remember them. If there's a system or a procedure in place, a process in place, wouldn't that make your life so much easier? And the answer is yes, it would. The answer is yes, it would. Cost says keep dropping them golden nuggets. The answer is yes, it would. It would 100% affect the ability to get into the right mindset. You know, like if I have to sit there and do 3,000 things to get the ride going and I work at Disneyland, it's going to be a lot harder for me to smile and look at someone than if I want to do one or two things. And so what we have to understand is that there's some things that, and then the military was really good at, they ingrained this in me so well. <laughs> They they taught us how to redo everything. And and I and I just want to give you three things that you got to do to create change. If if you want to put a system in place, if you want to put a process in place, and we could get into what systems and what processes is, and that's important. And we, we talk about that stuff sometimes on here. The million dollar plumber Richard Bainey talks about it all the time. What you got to do, and with that comes change, right? Because there's a reality that you're doing it one way and now you got to do it a different way, or that you've got your guys doing it one way, and now you got to get them doing it a different way, or more importantly, you hire a new guy and now you got him to start doing it your way, your culture, your business, your methods. And there's sales processes you got to have in place. There's, there's uh, SkyBoss. That's a system that you'd have to have in place. Um, there's so many different other things that matter when it comes to having systems and processes in place. But how do we institute? How do we implement? How do we get those things going? How do we like get them from, that's a great idea, I saw it at the World Expo. I really want to use that tool, but how do I get my guys to use it? Or how do I how do I take this process that someone's telling me and how do I get my, my guys to do it? How do we do that? Well, I'm going to give you guys the three-step process today on how to do that. What What's the way to absolutely 100% do that? 
Okay, so look, it, it comes down to this. It's really important too because if you don't do these things or you don't do them in this order, and I see guys do this out of order all the time, and then they wonder why their guys aren't out there performing, or you, you guys, even you, you want to try to learn, pick up a new habit. You can do, you can take this and and it'll work for you as well. And here's what it is: first of all, the very first thing you got to do is you got to be able to example it, meaning you got to be able to demonstrate it. You got to be able to show your guys how to do it. You got to be able to take the system and understand it. And then you got to be able to show someone else how to use it. So let's say you want to use a new scheduling software. You want your guys to simply walk in the door every day and just clock in and clock out with a time clock, hypothetically. And you know, how do I get my guys to remember? How do I get my guys to do that? Well, first you got to example it. You got to be able to go in there and show them how to do it. If you don't go in there and show them how to do it, they can't do it. They can't, they'll never have seen it. There's so many different types of learners in the world. If, if you don't example it for someone else, if you expect them just to be able to pick it up, like you picked it up, you know, you're the guy that goes out in the field and can do just about anything, can think through just about anything, can work through just about anything, but your guy can't, maybe he can't, maybe he's got a different skill set. It's not that you're better than him. It's just that he's got a different skill set and he's wired differently. And so he's thinking differently. And so you got to be able to example it for him. He's not going to figure it out on his own. Or you're being limited the amount of people that can work for you. You're limiting the number of types of people that can work for you. You're going to need a bunch of people like you who are probably also entrepreneurial-minded and want to start their own business. So you have your whole new problem. But the reality is you got to be able to example it. you got to be able to show them. You know, you, you can learn through uh, education and books. That's important, and we can be taught things. But we got to be shown things, experience. And how, do you, how does someone experience something? They're shown it. They go through it. That's experiencing it. That's experience going through something, going through life, going through this career called plumbing, service plumbing. That's called experience, right? So if we're going to teach someone something, they got to be able to experience it. Therefore, we have to be able to example it. Could you imagine trying to teach someone how to put a water heater in over the phone? Could you imagine trying to teach someone how to put in a new three-inch clean-out uh, in a crawl space um, that's backed up over the phone? Oh, by the way, there's going to be pressure. <laughs> I show one, do one together, then watch them do one. Yeah, that's 100% right. And that's exampling it. You show them, you watch them, you make sure they understand it, they can explain it back to you. When I used to teach... Uh, different things to people, I would say, okay, look, I'm going to teach it to them. I'm going to explain it to them. Then I'm going to ask them if they have any questions and I'm going to have them teach me. If they can teach me, they understand. If they can explain it to me, they understand. I don't care what words they use necessarily specifically, just more that they make sense or that they can show me that they do it right. They do it correctly. If they hold the wrench in their left hand and the glue in their right or right, whatever, I don't care but I care more that they can, they can do it. So I'm going to show them. I'm going to example it for them. Like my man, Dan says. Yeah. He says we become the stories that we, that we tell ourselves. Oh my gosh. That's so true. Th that is so true. He says we become the stories that we tell ourselves. So if you show someone that they can do it and then they do it, then they believe they can do it. Then they can do it. Now, whether that's the sales process, the things that I teach that you want to get your guys to be able to duplicate and institute and implement, 
Okay, that's that's important. If you want to show them how to use Skyboss, your your new software that you just got from because it was a great idea and you got all your price book uploaded. Now you can send your customer invoices. Now you can you can do it. But can you show your guys how to log in? Can you show your guys how to type up an invoice? Can you show your guys? Because if you can do that, if you can example it, which really goes back to you have to know it yourself. You got to know it yourself. You can't put it off on someone else. And when you know it yourself, you can example it. When you can example it, someone else can then visualize it, see it, understand what you're asking them to actually do. Therefore, they can go do it. Okay, but if you want to implement something, if you want to ingrain something that lasts forever, teaching someone else how to do it the right way isn't enough. It's not enough. So you do have to example it. That's step one, but that's not enough. Like my man said, you got to show them how to do it. You got to, you got to, what do you say? Uh, uh, show one, do one together, then watch them do it. Usually pretty good by then. But Dan, there is the reality that when you walk away after 30 days later, they're doing it a totally different way. Right? Like it wears off. Habits wear off. My man, my man Tom says I'm getting addicted to these videos. Yeah, look, you know, like I said, normally we broadcast this thing out, we pump it out there, and we get a bunch of viewers. And uh, today we did not do that. My 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 producer is in, get, he's with his family actually right now. But he's getting ready to go to the Philippines and do some ministry work there. Excited for him, so he's spending time with the family. So I got the show, and then I failed. I failed miserably. But it doesn't matter because the show's on. People can go back and watch it. So we're just going to do the show today live like normal. And then we're going to let the people listen to it on podcast later. We're going to let the people watch it later. They're going to catch up. They're going to see what they missed out on. But today we're talking about how to be scalable. And to be scalable, you got to have systems and processes in place. And everybody really knows that. They've heard that. Uh, they've been told that. But then they even get to the point to where they hear what systems and what processes. But how in the world do you take them from concept to implementation. How do you take them from thought to actuality? Like I'll just make up words as I go. How do you take them from? And so the first thing you have to be able to do as an owner is you have to be able to example it. First, first little tip there is don't take on too much at once. Don't try to change everything. Don't try to make a U-turn with the Titanic. Okay. Slow down. Just take what prioritize. What are you going to fix first? And then be able to example it. The second thing you got to do, once you example it, once you show somebody, once you, like he said, sh do one for with them or do one for them, then do one with them and then have them do one for me. You know, I like my, my man, Dan, my boy, Dan, I keep saying my man, Dan, because uh, we were in the Navy together years ago, decades ago, and he's in the service world. He's not a plumber, but he's in the service world. He, he battles the same stuff you guys battle, battle with. And uh, he, he totally gets it. Uh, just does a different, different, different trade. But uh, he says he shows someone how to do it. Then he, then he, then he does it with them, and then he has them do it. And that's that's the exampling it. But then you got to draw a line in the sand. What do I mean by that? You got to draw a line in the sand. You got to say, hey, look, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. And then you got to say, this is how we do it. There is no other way. This is how. This is the process we follow. We upload pre, middle, and after pictures on every job. We put notes. We document. We communicate. We wear our uniforms. Here's how we wear our uniform. Now, I'm drawing a line. You will wear your uniform. Draw a line in the sand. If you don't draw a line in the sand, oh, gosh, you'll never be scalable. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to have 10 guys working for you, right? You're going to have 12 guys working for you. I've seen it before. 50 guys. I've seen the shops. You know, I've seen the shops that have 100 guys working for them. Literally, we're just in a shop 
uh, just a couple months ago, three months ago, they have 200 trucks. Now only 63 of those are actually licensed plumbers. Uh, and then they had a, an excavation crew and a couple other things. And then they did, they did do some HVAC and some other electrical, I think. Uh, but I just was focused on the plumbing side. There was learning what they do there and kind of seeing how that functioned and operated and was just doing some cool stuff down, uh, in the Southern California state. And I got a chance to really see some things, um, and also understood that the need the need for uniformity, the need for that process, the need, not the desire, not the want, not the hope, not the dream, but the need. It's a need. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And if you don't get it done, if you don't get it done the right way, if, if five of your 10 guys are wearing uh, uniforms and the other four are wearing T-shirts and the other guy just wears whatever he wants and you hire a new guy, who does he follow? Who does he follow? Hopefully the five, but maybe not. And so you got to draw a line in the sand. You got to say, no, this is how we do it here. This is, this is the culture here. And if you're one of the top guys, if you're one of the guys that's in the shop, take some pride and ownership in the fact that you're in one of the greatest trades out there and you work for whatever company you chose to work for. And if it ain't the greatest company in the world, make it the greatest company in the world. If it is the greatest company in the world, be proud that it's the greatest company in the world. But either way, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. You got to go out there. You got to hold your own accountability standards within yourself. Your company may hold some standards, but I always held my own. I had my own. And so that's how I do it. That's how I implement. That's how you get people to make. That's how you get a process going. You simply example it. Then you draw a line in the sand. The last one is so easy. You just say, hey, look, this is how you do it. This is how we'll, we'll do it. This is, You're going to do it. Then you hold them accountable. That's the third one. That's the hardest one sometimes. That's the one we all don't want to do. Patrick says, I need to see the operations of a bigger company. It's beneficial. Don't care how you did it before. That's how we do it here. My man. Lance, Lance says, that's why he hires me. He's talking about me. So Lance has been in my training. His company, uh, he's had guys in my training uh, for, for a long time. Uh, Lance, I feel like you guys have been in the program for about a year now and uh, just seen some awesome results. And it's because guys... You know, he, he puts the, he does what I say, he examples it. He's able to show his guy, look, this is how you do it. He, you know, Lance himself was a student of the game. Lance is the owner. Lance came to the training, sat down, took notes. He, he got the form. He didn't sit in the back and watch his guys. He, he got a notes, took them, learned the process, learned the system, put his guys in front of me. They started learning the process. He held them accountable. He could hold them accountable because he was able to example it. He was able to draw a line in the sand and then he was able to hold them accountable because he knew what the process was. And that's the key. Be the best student in your company. If you want your guys to do what you're telling them to do, you want your guys to listen and be coachable and teachable and reachable, be coachable, teachable and reachable, not from your guys, but from your mentors. So you can always get better. Look, there is a there is a reality of there is a, a pecking order, so to speak, in a business. There is a, a chain of command in a business. I believe in that strongly. We're all created equal, but we, we don't all have equal positions, right? And so there is there is a chain of command, and, and you got to hold people accountable. But first of all, you got to hold yourself accountable because no one's gonna they're not gonna listen to you. They're not gonna have any respect for you. So hold yourself accountable. If you're the owner that doesn't hold himself accountable, doesn't hold his guys accountable, they're gonna walk all over you.
It's just going to happen. Whatever system or process you try to put in place ain't going to work. Just won't. It's just what I know. You got to be able to example it. Got to be able to example. You got to be able to draw the line in the sand. And then you got to be able to hold people accountable. Look, yesterday we talked about mindset. We talked about this idea of, uh, you know, you got to have the right attitude. You got to have the right mentality, right? All this stuff matters. He says accountability is key. Leave zero excuses, expectations. Yeah, how in the world? He says Lance Ball killing it. Let's see here. After showing them how it's done properly, you have your tech perform uh, perfect practice. Practice does not make perfect. Only perfect practice makes perfect. Vince Lombardi. The three P's. 100%. He says Lance Ball killing it. Lance is killing it. Lance is killing it, man, because he's a student of the game. He gets better. He never has it all figured out. Like I said, Brandon says accountability is key. Leaves zero excuses, expectations. Oh, I, I know why I flashed back up there. I was going to say, how in the world are you going to set expectations from somebody if you can't even show them yourself? If you have no expectations, if there, you know what expectations are, right? It's what you expect the result to be of something. Well, how can you? If you've never seen the result, how can you expect it to be something? What kind of an expectation? You're going to give them a la la fairyland fairy tale expectation? You better show them the truth, the reality of how hard this can be, of what this is, what's involved. It's like setting expectations with your customers. We talk about that all the time. Don't make me go off on that deep end. This is the fine line of I will be in the trenches with you and captain of the ship. Yeah, there is a fine line. And you got to walk it. You got to walk it. No one respects the, the the captain that just puts his feet up on the bridge and smokes a cigar all day long while his guys die in the, in the engine room. But at the same time, the captain's got to be on the bridge running the ship, right? So how do you, how do you do both? And this, I'm telling you how it's like spinning plates. You example it, you, you go show them. And now look, if you're the owner and you're building your business, that means you're probably showing them. And if you got 20 or 30 guys, you probably got a GM. He's probably showing them or an operations manager showing them, but somebody better be showing someone something or it's going to be look like whatever the guy, the last guy wants it to look like. It's going to look like whatever that guy's expectations are for your company. That doesn't sound wise to me. Realistic expectations. Is where success comes from and raising them as you grow healthy. Meaning, look, um, here's the thing, guys. If, if you go out there and you expect your guys just to go out there and, you know, they, they start working for you today and they, they've they been a service plumber for 20 years or 30 or 50 or 125 years and they've been drains are their thing and water heaters are their thing and everything's their thing and they can do anything and I've done it all plus more. Like if that's the guy you just hired, whatever, and you just think I can just throw him in the truck, you're sadly mistaken because whatever his expectations were are now your expectations. Whatever his processes were are now your processes. And you better go out and show him. Assume nothing. Assume nothing. Go out and show them everything. Make sure that they have proper training. Make sure that they can understand. The only way that's going to happen is if you can example it and draw the line in the sand and hold people accountable. And then, therefore, it then bleeds over and rolls over onto your guys. So if you got 20 or 30 guys, they're all doing it the same way. When I hire one guy, what happens? He's seeing 30 different guys wear their uniforms the same way. I will know right away as the new guy if my uniform's not all right. No one will even have to say a word to me. Could you imagine the day? 
or your new guy just knows his uniform's on wrong because he saw everyone else. Like, think about what you could be like. You don't have to have that talk. I'm telling you, it's a real world. He is running your company from his truck that you own and are liable for. I know a company struggling with this right now. Yeah, there's a lot of companies, David, that are struggling with this, unfortunately. A lot of companies out there struggling with this. If you learn more and your crew sees you learning more, they will have the desire to learn more. Oh, my gosh. Lance, so, so, like, this is the thing. Like, if you could just grasp this, you cannot, you know, it's funny. I remember when my kids, uh, my, my older two, they got cell phones. And we and we had cell phones and everyone had cell phones. We all had these cell phones. Woo, cell phones, cell phones. Till it wasn't cool. Um, that's a whole other story. So then, I'm, you know, we got these cell phones and we wanted we wanted like use the phone. So if I found out like I was like, man, I can parent through this phone. Like, hey, bring me some popcorn. Like, hey, texting. Hey, can you uh, go upstairs and make me? You know, just like right. You can. Parent. But there's 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 a joke to that. But then there's a reality that like some people do try to parent lazily. They do try to take the shortcut. And that doesn't work out well in family, and it surely doesn't work out well in business. You can't shortcut the process. You start a plumbing business, you better, you want to go start a plumbing business right now, or you own a plumbing business, you better have been a plumber. You better have then known how to plumb. You better then be able to teach your guys how to plumb. You want to be a service plumbing business owner, you better know how to service. You better know how to go in and take care of your customer. You want to be a business owner, you better know how to do business. Like, Get educated, understand this stuff, know this stuff. You got to know it so that you can then what? Example it and then draw the line in the sand and then hold people accountable to the processes and simple uh, systems that you put in place because they know how to do it because they saw you do it first. Then they saw the other guys do it. And then therefore they did it because it's the culture and it's not just a rule. Listen, when it's the culture that's controlling the rules and not the rules that are controlling the rules, that's when the magic happens. That's when the sparks fly. That's when guys want to work for you. That's when other people want to work for you. That's when your your list of people that want to work for you is bigger than the amount of spaces that you have inside of trucks. That's a great problem. That's a great feeling. A lot of you don't have that problem. You have more trucks than guys or better yet, neither. Uh, or worse yet, I should say. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm gonna, this is the last time I, I could ever, if, if I ever get a chance to say anything ever to you ever again, just know this truth. If you try to get someone to do something that you can't do, or you try to get something that you're not willing show, to show someone else how to do, you can pretty much guarantee you will have no success. Guaranteed. Write it down. Take it to the bank. It's, it's a, it's a hundred percent winner because that's just the reality. At some point, at some point it wears off when the guy realizes he's smarter than you, or he can do more than you, or he thinks he's smarter than you, or he can do more than you. You lose the respect of your guy. It's over. It's done. Finito finale finished complete. Close the chapter. It's over. Just pretty much that's when you lose your guy. That's when they start thinking about working for someone else. And I'm going to tell you right now, the best way to keep that from happening is be the best at every system and process you have so that your guys can then be be taught by the best. There's my rule for you today. That's my golden nugget for you guys today. I hope that this helps you. Take this to the bank. Please, please write that down. Example, draw a line in sand, accountability. You want to implement anything in your house, within a relationship, within a friendship, within your business, do that. That's how it works. Guys, I love you. Listen, if you want to get subscribed to the show, just type, 
service, or I'm sorry, fresh into the comments, fresh, F-R-E-S-H, for the fresh sales approach. That's the name of the show. And you will get daily alerts for every single day because we go live 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll be covering topics like this and others so that you guys can get better and go out and service your customers. Also, if you want information about my weekly trainings, every single week we do a private training with all the companies that are in my program. And that is a uh, you get access to a training portal. You get to log in. It's got all the information back there. You'll be able to get uh, trainings as they unlock every single week. Your first week, there, there will be uh, one training in there. And then each week after that, a new training will unlock. And you'll be taken through the processes that I actually go through myself, how I go through each and every home, how I service the customer, what my sales process is, how I value stack, how I build value, how I service, how I communicate, everything and anything that I can think of and can teach and train you guys, I put into this. And so you guys just need to go in there and get signed up by typing service into the comments you'll get a message from messenger and it will send you a link on how to get more information guys i love you listen remember serve your communities and everything not just plumbing we'll see y'all tomorrow